If you follow the news at all, you probably heard in Waterloo there's some, been some uh, teachers that have lost their jobs recently for using the N-word in class. Uh, you know, they've used, they've said the whole thing. Chris Creston and I have talked about this several times. It's not a word that feels good in your mouth. Like, it's not something we would ever say. It's horrible. I think we understand. That is a no-go. You don't ever use that word. I think everybody's on the same page here. Uh, have you seen this? CBC put out this story on Monday, 18 words that you uh, can't say or should reconsider never using again. And some of them are commonly used words. So there are people pushing back on this. Jesse Klein's the latest one, wrote a piece, an opinion piece from the National Post about it. And uh, they said that this is basically uh, CBC's way of publishing an opinion piece masquerading as a news copy piece. And it informs us that many commonly used words and phrases could be hurtful to various groups of people, should therefore be removed from your daily lingo. And basically, they put out this word cloud listing all of the words that could be racist in, in bold, in colorful letters that you should never use again. Top of the list, according to this individual, is anything with the root word black. Words like blackmail, phrases like black sheep should be placed on the black list, which is another term that you can't use either. And this um, Jesse Klein in the National Post points out the, the origins of the words have nothing to do with black people. Black male originated in the 16th century of Scotland, where uh, people living on the border with England would uh, were often forced to pay money in order to avoid being raided and pillaged. Rent back then was paid in silver, refer referred to as white rent or white money, and uh, bribes were often paid in goods or services. That's the term black. Opposite of white, black. They're two tones, by the way. They're not colors. They're tones. Um, but I just want to talk about this because I think I feel uncomfortable with the 18 words. And I feel uncomfortable because I feel like pinpointing words with various meanings and labeling them as harmful might do more harm than good. Now, these words apparently were put together by the CBC they um, asked a bunch of people that are um, black, indigenous, and people of color to put together a list of uh, language and, and words that they don't feel comfortable with. Some of the phrases that they feel can be hurtful. And so these are the words they came up with. Tone deaf is one of them as well. I think... I would love to open up the phone lines because Toronto, we have the luxury at 640 Toronto being one of the most multicultural cities on the planet. I know we have a diverse audience. I love that. And I love that you can pick up the phone right now and tell me how you feel. So if you're listening and you are black, you are a person of color, you are indigenous, do you feel that this identifying words that have, you know, various meanings and labeling them as harmful could be doing more harm than good? Because I just wonder if this could actually lead to more division as people become so confused about how their words are perceived that they'll only socialize with a certain group of people that they risk not offending. And you make your, you make your circle smaller because you're worried that you're going to offend someone so you don't know what to say. And that's how we communicate. Other than body language, we communicate by talking. And 
here's here's a little example. Here's here's a phone number, by the way, 416-870-6400. I'd love to hear from you. Do you think we're going down a bad path when we start looking at words with various meanings and labeling them as harmful? I'm talking to a very good friend of mine, and I'm talking about this list, and I say black sheep is on the list. And I, uh, I'm i talking about black sheep, and she said, well, of course it's on the list. It's racist. And I said, what are you talking about? They're talking about sheep that have, there are literally sheep that are black and that come from the same uh, white sheep. It's like, uh, I don't know if it's a recessive gene or something, and their wool is black and that's how they identify them. They stick out from the herd. And she said, no, it's like, you know, Baba black sheep, have you any wool? It's, um, it's about slavery and cotton picking. And I, 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 I just said, what are you talking about? That is absolutely incorrect. You know, we have to, you know, I think she was trying to do the best here that she could, you know, uh, looking out so that she wouldn't offend anybody. But Bye Bye Black Sheep is about a medieval wool tax. I looked it up. It was imposed in the 13th century by King Edward I under new rules. A third of the cost of a sack of wool went to him. Another went to the church, the last to the farmer. In the original version, nothing was left for the little boy who lives down the lane. Black sheep also considered black luck, a bad luck rather, because their fleeces are unable to be dyed. So they were less lucrative to the farmer. So you can see like the knee jerk reaction was, well, okay, that doesn't sound right. It's got to be something hidden in that meaning. Sometimes there's nothing hidden in the meaning. But we're so quick to try and defend and, and, and be concerned about offending that we don't do our homework. That's all I'm concerned about is if you are concerned about 18 words that can be used for various meanings, like blacklisted, black sheep, being taken, you know, out of our lexicon of words because people are worried that they're going to be misinterpreted. Marcus, welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly, fan of yours always. You always uh, get right to the heart of things that are important, at least to me, so I, I value you. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for calling. No, no problem. So, yeah, I'm a 27-year-old African-American, and here's my stance on all of that. And I've had a lot of questions about uh, from my Caucasian friends, you know, especially around the George Floyd movement and all of that. And this is the biggest thing that I find. It's when we try to be hypersensitive to what others uh, triggers maybe that's when we fail because we can't, you know, when they came out with this list, is this list all being, you know, words where the words chosen by people who look like me to say we're offended. Like if you try and tell somebody else I'm offended for you, it doesn't really work that way. Like we have to be the ones and the marginalized communities in who, uh, these words are being associated with have to be the ones to say, we don't like, uh, when you say black sheep, or we don't like when you say uh, an urban neighborhood, for instance, right? Like I know with my circle of friends and my family, obviously the N-word is off the table. I think anyone would agree that the N-word just doesn't have a place 
now and only has one meaning. It's horrible. It's yeah, appalling. Yeah. There's no way to justify that. But 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 Marcus says a black man. If I say black sheep, you're the black sheep. It it has no. It doesn't even. It's not about. Uh, you know, that's not referring to color. I mean, it's referring to the color of the sheep because it's sticking out in the. But it's it's not referring to uh, human color. It's just a fact well, that you know I'm the black sheep of my family. I have a talk show. My brother's yeah. a surgeon. My sister does something yeah. else. I'm the black sheep. They always, you know, watch me. It doesn't mean I'm bad. It just means I, I, I'm more visible. I'm out there. I, I, I think, I think why it is is because when you put black or attach a color to something and it's negative, innately people want to say that's racist and that's deficient. Yeah. Right. But I, I think when when you are talking in a public setting. People are very hypersensitive to what people may pick up and hear. Because honestly, nobody really listens, except for me when you're talking, Kelly, to every single <laughs> word you say and put it all together, right? A lot of people cherry yeah, pick sure. things out of conversations. So when you cherry pick and you're walking by someone and they say, oh, yeah, I'm the black sheep of this, and that person is white, they're going to go, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what are they talking about? And try to get offended mm-hmm. on, on, on something without having the whole picture. So I think half of the... The, the real thing that needs to be boiled down with all the other words aside from the N-word is how is it being used? Use it in a sentence because the sentence right. sometimes changes the connotation of really the intensity of the word, right? If we talk and the intention the behind what is being conveyed. Well, right. Like if we're reading from Huckleberry Finn where the N-word is in that book and we're reading that sentence, that's not racist. Right. But if I just said the N word openly, blindly to somebody and just called somebody that it's a lot different. Right. One is I'm reading from a a book that this is the time it was in. And the other, if I'm just saying it willy nilly today, it's a lot different. Right. Same way if I'm using black sheep. Yeah. But you know what, Marcus, as you can say that I can't say that and I don't want to say it. Like if I'm reading Huck Finn, I'm never I'm not reading that word out loud. You have to no, but Kelly. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. It's not a, a quid pro quo. Just because I'm black, I can sit and you can't. No. Under no circumstance, I think that's, and that's the way forward, right? I think it, under no circumstance should anybody, regardless of whether you're black or you're not, be able to say the N-word and it shouldn't be appropriate at any time. If you're really But I don't feel comfortable saying the C-word and I'm a woman. Like, but, but Kelly, there are just some not? words I don't feel comfortable saying. But why don't you feel comfortable saying it, Kelly? You're reading a book. Because I find you're not saying. I yeah, no, no, I get it. I just wouldn't say it out loud. I've got the message. I know what he I know when it was written. I can put it in context. I just don't want to say that word. I don't want to say the C word. I don't. I find them hurtful words, but it's very different than blacklist black sheep. But I see. I love that you called in, Marcus, because I think, you know, you bring up (laughs) some valid points and these are not conversations that we usually have. Quite frankly, they're. It's unsafe footing for somebody like me to talk about something like this right now. But Kelly, see that that is my whole argument because I, I was on with a, with a colleague of yours, I think, when uh, the George Floyd thing came out, and we spoke and we talked about this a hundred percent point that you cannot be afraid to have these tough conversations because when you uh, single out these conversations like that's a no go, we can't talk about that. That actually gives energy and life 
for racist people or bigots people, right? Like negativity likes to be in the dark, but if you call it out sure. and bring it in sight and you have these really meaningful, tough conversations, it educates both sides. People get a good opinion from both sides, from a Caucasian side, from a minority side of, of what it is. From a human side, it's yeah. important to talk. I agree. I agree 100% yeah. with what you're saying. And that's why I wanted to bring up that I think that these words could be unsafe bringing them up because, quite frankly, it's divisive. We don't want to get to a point where we don't know what to say around each other because then we're not communicating. And you know what we're doing? We're not having a dialogue where you and I start to try and realize where people are coming from and the different perspectives that they have. And then we can't meet in the middle. We can't enrich. We can't enrich ourselves. Kelly, we have to keep having these tough conversations. We have to keep talking about it. I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate, I think some of the most of what is on that list of, of words, I really don't think are, are that racially charged enough that meet the criteria of saying it's just as hurtful as the end. Yeah. Now, we also have to realize there's a human element. Some people are a little bit more sensitive than other people, right? I'm, I, I come from a very, you know, forward-thinking family and really on the cusp of times. It's a very blended family that there's white people in my family, there's, you know, there's Spanish people in my family. So we're really blended and we've really had these tough conversations already. But mm -hmm. I think unless everybody can rise to the level of being okay and going to their uh, non-black friends and talking to them how they feel about these words, I think we'll always walk on that eggshells around it, but we really don't need to. Once we understand how that minority feels about that word and gets a good understanding, we can move forward. Because I really, truly don't think that there's people out there who use uh, uh, the quote-unquote term black sheep and mean it really in a negative, uh, with a I negative don't, I don't know anybody that means it in a negative word. That's the whole right? point of so, this. Like, I don't know. It's it's the you're the black sheep. It doesn't the meaning is not racially charged. It but the meaning cool. is you're the one that marches to your own drum. You're the one that stands out. I'm happy to be the black sheep. I don't want to stop being the black sheep. I'm putting the broad back in broadcasting, Marcus. Yes, you are, and I am proud of you. Like, girl, I love it. I like I, I can't I can't say how proud I am of you because you're such a strong voice. You speak a lot of sense. But back to my original point, Kelly, I just gotta say it. Unless they sat down when they wrote this expose or however you want to call it and only polled uh, minorities who can be directly related to these words, which is hard because some of them aren't racial, then this whole thing doesn't make sense. You cannot yeah. feel sorry or you cannot feel um, persecuted for somebody else, right? It's Marcus, I want to thank you for calling in. I got to wrap it at this because I got I got somebody standing by from the CRTC. They have the ability to pull my license, I think. Um, well, that's yeah. not what they're standing by for. <laughs> they're not. That's not what they're standing by for, Marcus. They're going to talk about this new uh, technology that we're going to have uh, implemented so that we don't get any more of those spoof calls. Good. Kelly, anytime you want me to come and talk to you, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll put you on speed dial. Maybe, you know what, after this pandemic's done, I think we need to go out for a, a fun and tonic. You have yourself a good day. You too, Kelly. Keep doing it.